I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Kate McKinnon. And if it's your first time at this endeavor, you may be wondering, what is happening? What is going on? How can I learn more about this fabulous process? These two seem delightful. Number one, you're correct. We are. Just by introductions, you should be able to tell that we are delightful and interesting. That's all you needed to hear. Yeah. If you'd like to fill in all the blanks, all the questions you have, all the queries that you're wondering. Like what, what our middle names are. I don't... Have we ever answered that? Probably not. I don't think we've ever answered that. But you would need to listen to all the old episodes to find out. Oh my God, the DMs are about to blow up. To go back and see, let us know if we ever mention what our middle names are. There's a couple ways you can do that. First and foremost, soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the show lives. It just hangs out there. That's where we're chilling. We, yeah. got a, we got a mesh lawn chair on a concrete porch we have ac with no stairs we're just we're just chilling we have iced tea drinking drinking some drinking some iced tea (sighs) people love listening to us listening to us eating drink on microphones yep that's where we live all 100 and oh my god is this 120 this episode 120 might be might be not really though because it's like episode 120 yeah but they're all there they're on soundcloud but if you're like oh my god I do not have time. Do you know how much time is required to make your own cold-pressed juice? It's a lot. And I have cold-pressed juice to make. Or, like, do you know how much time it takes to pickle radishes? I've got radishes to pickle. I, not just radishes to pickle, radishes to pick. I have to go to the community garden. I have to pick my radishes. I have to go all the way back across town. Yeah. Traffic on the DVP. <laughs> traffic? Bike riding? <laughs> Obviously. My bike is a little off. I have to make an appointment at the at the repair collective. They don't fix it for you. They teach you how to fix it. It's, it's not a repair shop. They teach you how to do it yourself. Yeah. I have an appointment down there to learn how to fix my sprocket. Are there sprockets on bikes? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of sprockety gear on my bike. This requires so much effort on my part. I don't have time yeah. to keep going across town to SoundCloud and Dufferin and get your little <laughs> podcast pickup every every week. Don't have time for this. There must be an easier way. There is. You'll see a button when you're at SoundCloud if you're just happening to swing by yeah. on your way to the Bike Repair Collective. By the way, friends, it's really getting harder every week to come up with things that hipsters do that make them too busy to... I don't know. I don't think so. I've actually started a list on my phone. Oh, I just use... Uh, they're not exactly hipsters, but I just use my housemates. <laughs> they pickled radishes last weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. See, but are they going to hear this now? Or is there going to be, like, drama in the house? Like, yeah. No. They, I think they the, love it the, when are, I say stuff. Are you the Terrace House of Hamilton? No. Oh, not at all. That's disappointing. We actually, we like, we'll meet up in the kitchen sometimes, have like a friendly chat. I'll, yeah, and- exactly. Y'all sit around the table and yeah, oh, I'm framing sometimes. I'm framing it. I can say, but you put the camera there and they're all sitting and Caitlin sits far ground, far ground right. <laughs> Chris sits foreground right. And then the other two whose names I haven't bothered to learn or I don't care what they said on the other side. Um, anyway, when you're at SoundCloud, you'll see a button that says subscribe. Click that. Take a seat to Apple Podcasts. It does. You know Apple Podcasts. You know it. You love it. Give us a subscribe on there. And suddenly, 
Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. What is this blast of refreshment on a warm summer Toronto day? It's like a, oh, what was that? It's not a Tom Collins. What was that iced tea a lemonade blend from last week? An Arnold Palmer. Yes. Like that. Sidebar: Did you know who Arnold Palmer was? No idea. He is a very famous golfer. Oh, right, we're talking about this. Yes, and he obviously loves iced tea and lemonade. He claims he invented it. I've heard that um, some of the country black community take issue with that. I oh, really, yeah, I really, no. I really think if you trace the origin of the Arnold Palmer, it's really just called a half and half, and it's like you know, black folks in the South were drinking it for ages before Arnold Palmer decided he wanted to. Yeah. I'm gonna take that. Yeah, because white people are the worst. <laughs> Take that, PGA Hall of Famer. Yeah, but it's, Arnold Palmer. it's as refreshing as half and half. I'm sorry, I want to start drinking it. I just couldn't stop. <laughs> Chug a lug, as my grandma used to say. <laughs> so it's as refreshing as half and half, like all over you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I guess that'd be kind oh, of sticky. Oh, it? Mm. <laughs> I don't. I don't even have a drop for that, friends. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's the Caitlin gas. That's the only drop I have for that. Just yes, as sticky and refreshing as getting half and half all over your face. That's your man's. <laughs> Maybe not after this episode because he does not want to be associated with this. No, he's your man, Chauncey, the geek down internet elf. And and he's here to deliver episodes right to you, straight to your device. Not just Apple. We finally fixed that. Yay! What's up, Android listeners? Two years in, wherever you get your audio content, just give us a search. So specifically, when you posted something about it, uh, senior correspondent Chris was like, "I can get this on Android." I was like, "Oh fuck, yes, <laughs> yeah." Oops. Listen, Android. We just thought you were just piggybacking somehow. We didn't know you required your whole a whole a whole thing extra thing for yourselves. We were already we were busy with Apple Podcasts. I got you on Stitcher. I got you on Apple. I got you on Kadoodle. Kadoodle. <laughs> got you on all those, but. Apparently, it was not enough and will never be on Spotify because they are snobs. They are snobs. <laughs> they do not want our podcast. But anyway, Apple, Android, well, if you got a Windows phone, I don't know what to tell you. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Godspeed. I'm sure you can still get to SoundCloud somehow. That is where the episodes are. If you have a Windows phone and you're like, want to complain that we are not accommodating to your needs enough, there are a few ways you can do that. First and foremost, Twitter.com. Get up off Twitter. At GeekDownPod. Also, we have an Instagram, which is also at GeekDownPod. Kayla doesn't have a notepad today, so she's not jumping in on. No- I was I thought you were taking care of it. I know all of these. Normally, I like set her up and I like say something, and then she jumps in. But without the notepad today, it's like not, not she also does not know what to do with her hands today. It's really weird. <laughs> um, I'm playing with my the thing on my dress. <laughs> like, normally, she has a pen in her hand and she's like holding or writing things and just like I she's can't. literally I have is, free she's hands. Literally, Ricky Bobbying right now. Like, yeah, it's it's not it's not good. Um, if you want to talk to me about how you also feel awkward when you don't have a protective notebook, um, you could do so. Notebook. You can send us a letter to our Gmail, which is at uh, geekdownpod at gmail Correspondence. Yeah, the old electronic mail machine. Beep, 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 beep. That's my electronic sound effects for you. Um, and finally, you can get at us on the old mall of social media, Facebook. Mm. And you can do that at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. Public service announcement for all the listeners out there. The internet is a beautiful, free-flowing exchange of ideas. You're free to say whatever you want. Yep. The Geek Down Facebook page. 
is not. No. So we have this thing where because we are there and it's our old store um, that has dust on half of it. Uh, if we don't like what you're saying, we can tell you to leave. We set the policy. Yeah. We will delete your comments. We will barrage you with nothing but Cameron memes. And uh, yeah. You and have- you know I am the the gif master. <laughs> I will gif you to death. Don't test her, son. With these gifts all up in your grill from the gift master in your face anyway uh so don't come to our house and be a dick yeah because i'll make you disappear or or also like we're not big on conspiracy theories we're really not no unless they're like really good ones like we're in the dark timeline but eventually everything will snap back to normal we are definitely in the dark timeline but that's we're not gonna talk about that we're gonna keep it light and happy right and happy. Google Doug Ford International listeners, welcome to our nightmare. I'm mad at everyone. <laughs> and the only person I saw happy on any social media was a early 20s Italian boy from the 905. So don't be blaming it all on the olds, children. Oh, oh, I am blaming it on everyone whose fault it is. <laughs> Caitlin has opinions and Caitlin is angry. And I don't have a notebook. <laughs> She had all these opinions written out and she can't tell you they were in the notebook. They're just they're just like floating. I wish Caitlin had the notebook because there is no content this week, friends. Well, we wouldn't have had content anyways. <laughs> well, there's no there's no news. It's, it's that time of year, right? Like I even went to like I was on Twitter before Caitlin got here and was like, E three's happening, maybe there's some game news. No, it's like that first day of E three where it's like the new Madden cover gets announced. <laughs> Hoobity doo. And yeah, like something about Battlefield 5. Like it's not, it's not the Sony conference, you know, the Microsoft conference doesn't happen. Like nothing fun and from E3 yet. Even like the movies that are coming out, there are no like crazy announcements. There are no like surprise trailers. I mean, there's some space stuff happening, but like I can't remember all of it off the top of my head. <laughs> and it was in her notebook. <laughs> Um, uh, some of the space stuff is just like, this month is really cool for like seeing Venus and Jupiter. Um, there's also some, like, uh, something called some, some cluster of stars. that's a lot of fun to look at. Oh, oh. And there's like uh, a big asteroid that you don't usually get to see that you can see in the sky right now. So like, take a look because it's June. So you can be outside and it's not freezing cold and you won't die from hypothermia. The night sky, y'all. See, there's some news there. Get out and enjoy that. It wasn't uh, very specific, but it's like stars. Stars are dope. Stars are always dope. Get out there and enjoy some stars. Uh, the only two things I did. Well, the the reason so we should say the reason, I guess that um, the reason why we're mentioning we will delete your comments if you're an idiot. Oh yeah, is because I posted on Facebook earlier this week that uh, human corgi, just like the most delightful person <laughs> on the planet, Kelly Marie Tran. <laughs> A referred to as a human corgi and someone as like perfectly described as a human corgi. But yes, I immediately thought of that picture of her at Pixar with like the monster. Have you not seen that photo? No. So Kelly Marie Tran, who plays Rose Tico in The Last Jedi, uh, and have we've established for some reason dipshits really hate Rose Tico. Yeah. Whether it's Jordan, Jordan cares so little about Star Wars, he doesn't even know if it's saying it right. Is it Rose Tico or Tycho? I, I actually was thinking about that. I don't know that they. I guess she introduces herself at some point. I thought it was Tycho, but okay. I could be wrong. Yeah, we'll go Rose Tycho. Um, yes, from The Last Jedi, who, like, apparently, you know, 
she like pairs up with Finn and is in like the casino storyline yeah. sidebar that like everybody, everybody was like, yeah. People having fun. It's stupid. I hate it. I it's want not, it to be dark. It's not it's not my joke. I've seen it a bunch of places. If you know it, I'll let me know and I'll credit it. But damn, find somebody who loves you as much as Star Wars fans hate Star Wars. Because man, they hate Star Wars. They hate Star Wars so much. Uh, and they hate Rose Tycho. And therefore, by extension, the woman playing Rose Tycho, Kelly Marie Tran. Yes. Who is actually delightful. Um, she's had no shortage of harassment and stupidity. Yep. Lobbed at her on her social media from dipshits. And uh, this week just wiped her Instagram account. Yep. Like still has it, but like no posts, no nothing. And uh, so do, so I'll, I'll play. I'll play with the assholes. Despite there being no conclusive proof, because we love proof, we love verifiable proof. We love facts, Caitlin. Yep. We love rationality and logic so much. And the only thing we don't fucks with emotions. Nope. Or things that, things that cannot be empirically proven. Edgelords. So there's no empirical proof. That the months of harassment is what sent her to delete her social media accounts. Nope. Months of harassment led to her deleting her social media accounts. Oh, yeah. Because why the fuck wouldn't she? But yes, in some of the... I don't know why now. I feel like I saw a couple things randomly on Twitter. I think uh, Chuck Wendig, who's been writing some of the you know official bridge novels right. you know, um, around the current Star Wars universe... Started taking shots at fans on Twitter, which some people are like, "Man, you're someone talked to Kathleen Kennedy about this, Mom." <laughs> Chuck's being mean to us. Um, where I'm basically just with the mindset, and I actually saw a piece on IO9. I think that was like, "No, more of them should be mean to you." Yeah, like really mean because you guys are terrible. Ryan Johnson has spoken up a little bit on the one hand, just to be like, you know, most of us are, you know, most of my experience with y'all have been great. Some of y'all are terrible. Yeah. And you ran this delightful woman off of social media. It's like, why are you conflating? We can't, if we have an issue with something, it's immediately, you know, that equals trolling and harassment. And he was basically like, shut up. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. And you know it. Yeah. So just shut up. Shut your faces. You're purposely conflating the point because you know one's wrong and you know one's fine. Yep. And you know we're talking about the, the latter. One, the one that is not you know fine. We're talking about the one that's not fine. So shut up. All of you just shut up. And Chuck Wendig, continue stomping on nerds. Sidebar. Favorite whipping post we love around here. Author of Mind, My Struggle, uh, Ethan Van Shiver. Yeah. I just want to say, I don't know why I ended up on his Twitter again. I have, a, I have a morose fascination with it. So now that he's, you know, whether fired, took his exit from mainstream comics, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know which. I just want to get a... I should probably have visual aids for this. Whether he was forced out or willingly left, I mean, he no longer, I don't think, does much work for DC, which is who he was working with before. And now he is doing, you know, his own stuff. Sorry, friends. The pause here is because I'm a little taken aback because I saw a photo in his his media tab of uh, Kelly Marie Tran being delightful. And he's got the caption, there's no room in Star Wars for hate, not for Kelly Tran and not of the fandom. RT, if you stand with his Twitter handle and agree that oh, immediately the first two comments muted that was response number one. And second response was she looks like she could give good head. And this yet, is why I am not surprised. This is why you can post this as much as you want, Ethan Van Shiver. And to quote the great Sean Carter, we say, we don't believe you. You need more people. Yeah. Anyway. He now no longer uh, does any work for DC. He's and I believe he's doing his own thing. 
self-publishing thing, which I believe is probably his passion project. I believe he is doing kind of what Eric Larson did with the Savage Dragon, where here's the thing I did when I was eight, and now I can do whatever I want, and I have right. fans, so I'm just going to write that thing when I was eight. But if you mean to tell me that finally freed from the shackles of corporate-mandated diversity yep. and you know sensitivity training and just general, you know... No, don't be a dick. Human decency. Yeah. Free to do whatever you want. You chose to make a book about a robot frog. Yeah. You're a grown-ass man. That's the story you had to tell? About a fucking robot frog? Maybe it's a really good story about a robot frog. You know what else was a really good story about frogs that fought shit? Battletoads. It was, yeah, it was. It was a great story. It was a fantastic story. They had good toad diversity in that story. I'm throwing my own phone across the table because fuck all your nonsense. Anyway, I just keep talking a lot, friends, because I have a phone and Caitlin has to charge her phone right now and she doesn't have a notepad. So. I can talk about things. What do you got? Well, no, we ha- you have to go back to it. You did a sidebar about him and you didn't get back to the Marie Tran story. Oh, just uh, I thought I finished it just that so she got... She's not back. She got... No, 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 no. That- that the reason we brought up not saying shit on our Facebook is because we posted the story. Oh, yeah. And that's what the dipshit wanted to comment on, that there was no... There was no proof. There was no proof that, that online harassment... That she deleted her, her uh, Instagram because of online harassment. And as people on Twitter were supporting her... Yeah. And, like, throwing up a lot of cached photos of her in, like, some of the appre- Kelly Marie Tran appreciation threads I saw, one of them was her... Yeah, this one. This is why I called her a human corgi because it's her at either Pixar or somebody's office or like somewhere at Disney um, with life-size replicas of, oh, this would be Monsters U, I believe. What the hell are their names? Mike and what? Sully? Oh, Mike and Sully, yeah. Mike and Sully, yeah. And she's delighted. Oh, she's so cute. Oh, and adorable. And the, you know. She could be, oh my God, she could be a grown-up boo. (laughs) She could be. And, you know, the classic her on the red carpet, bursting into tears, seeing some kid cosplaying as her on the red carpet. I'm fine. I'm okay. So because somebody, air quote, ruined your childhood, your childhood that ended. (laughs) If that. 30 years ago. If that ruins. Minimum. If that ruins your childhood. If an Asian girl showing up in your white ass sci-fi franchise ruined your childhood you, have, you, you need all the therapy for I one i was about to say you need to seek out a therapist you got post-haste. more you got more things to work out than my man kanye does like you got some things to settle let kelly tran live yeah and just hey make your own thing go buy the fucking robot frog book yeah I'm sure there's no black people in that or Asian, no people of color in that nope frogs can't be diverse but we know that from battle toads that they are. They are diverse. There's we know so from, many different types of toads. We know from the Ninja Turtles they're diverse. Yeah. They're all different shades now. They've always been all different shades. Oh, I feel in the early Eastman and Laird stuff. They were not maybe Donatello in the early eighties in the eighties no, cartoon was no. a little darker. I'm sure in the in the eighties they were all different colors. Slightly. Also they had different colored head eye things. Bandanas. That's the one. Bandanas. In the original comic they all wore red that was a terrible decision what? oh yeah it was a terrible decision i didn't know this yeah they legitimately all wore red in the uh in the early comics but that's Raphael's color the comics were all in black and white right like only oh. the covers were in color right so i mean they didn't care it was, it was just fucking make them red um now i think even like canonically in the you know eastman and laird yeah comics they have the different color bandanas i 
have to say though that the Ninja Turtles, like the first Ninja Turtles movie, is really complex, like emotionally. I Loki love the first Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. First of all, the the like puppetry animatronic suits were amazing. Like you want to talk about like dark and gritty? Yeah. It's actually kind of like dark. Dark and gritty. And yeah. like makes something like a ninja starting an army of people in starting a ninja army in New York something resembling plausible. Yeah. <laughs> Though I really wanted to go to that, like, teenager arcade when I was a kid. I was like, wait, when I'm a teenager, do I get to go to the arcade with all the other teenagers and become a ninja? Filled with, like, half pipes and and loud music and ninja training. Yeah, just like that place that you go in Hackers, right? Like, the (laughs) Hackers hangout. Uh, That's, That's literally all we wanted as... As young people in the eighties and nineties, we it's just wanted giant arcades. Giant arcade. We wanted Palladium with ninja training. Yeah, there has to be throwing stars. Yes, involved. absolutely. Uh, um, but no, that those movies. Sorry, those movies are fantastic, and they have like. I remember when like Raphael gets like he fucked up and he gets so angry and yeah. he has to like work shit out. And well, it's like after uh, Splinter get kidnapped or hurt or something. Is that what it was? I think that's possibly that one. No, it's when um. Which one? I can't remember. Donatello. Who's the leader? Donatello? Leonardo. Leonardo. Leonardo gets hurt right. really badly. Right, right, right. Because R- Raphael took off. Right. And he blames himself. Right. He went off to chase Shredder. And, and, and um, he's like all like worked up about it and has to like work all this anger out. And I was like, oh my God. <sighs> Even today when I watch it, I'm like, this is a really deep movie. Also, they somehow made a man with sport paraphernalia like cool Play, played like canadian acting god <laughs> elias coteus like how did, who who directed that movie how do i not know this it's a good question i know it was a chinese co-production because i remember to this day i remember golden harvest which is like you know they made the jackie chan movies oh, okay. way back when and like the shaolin movies like they had something to do with it with the financing there actually there's a documentary on netflix just about the ninja turtles what there, there used to be i don't know if it's still up there but there used to be and i'm sure they got into that how they got the financing for that thing oh my how gosh. they got the hensons on board oh, it's amazing. to do it i was about to ask the question but i already know the answer it's obviously donatello what favorite ninja turtle no what <laughs> maybe now but not no what Raphael all the way oh, god up top Raphael, Raphael was, was my always Ninja my dude. Turtle. Always my dude. Yeah. Had a poster in the basement. Oh my my dad gosh. bought it for me from the Big V in, in Amherstburg, Ontario. I think I've, I've talked about it before, but like, so of course they don't even compare, but I was like super into Biker Mice from Mars. Yes. And like, I think I was so into Biker Mice from Mars because I just missed the Ninja Turtles. Mm. Um, and I, I have to talk to my parents about that because I'm like, what did you think that I wanted these like... Like these quote unquote boys, like action Mm. figures. Like I was so into that show and gargoyles, right? Like so into gargoyles. Um, And I think I kind of like, I don't know. I I was just like, I think I didn't get Ninja Turtles. So I was like, no, I have had enough of your nonsense. I'm getting biker mice from Mars and gargoyles. Um, But yeah. I'm just remembering now all the Ninja Turtle toys I had. Did you have the, did you have the, um, the... Uh, I didn't have the van. The van. I didn't have any vehicles. Oh, okay. I had I had Leonardo. I think the van shot pizzas. It did. Pizza discs of somehow, That's some so sort. Cool. The original toys like came within like absurd amount of weaponry. Yeah. Like just like 
and like know where to put them. Like I don't need that many accessories. <laughs> like it's Leonardo, two swords. That's fine. I don't yeah. need little like shuriken to like pin to his belt or some <laughs> shit. Like the swords are fine. That's all I need. Um, I think I had Rocksteady, the Rhino. Oh yeah. Okay. And I had uh, and I had Casey Jones. Yeah. Well, you need a bad guy to fight against. Right. Yeah. But I had I had all of it. I had I had like you know yeah. Leonardo versus Bebop, and then Casey jo- or Rocksteady, and then like Casey Jones is the tweener. Like yeah. Maybe he'll help, but maybe he'll be like, this isn't my fight. And then he runs off and goes and <laughs> helps the Transformers or something. Amazing. And of course, Transformers are there. I was an only child, y'all. <laughs> hey, I had to make my own dollhouse out of cardboard boxes. I used pogs with like kittens and flowers on them as mm-hmm. the plates on the wall. Oh my God, I'm just an old woman. <laughs> so sidebar, and this can go into updates. And then we'll get back to Toy Talk because there, there is a toy line I want to mention. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting chit-chat whether you want it or not, friends. Hey, they love the chit-chat. We can't help it. This is a real Nostalgia King episode yeah. of, the, of the Geek Down Pod. So with the quickness, like the second, in, like a day after it airs on broadcast, yeah. like Canadian Netflix gets the season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yep. So I went back and finished the season. It was fine. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was amazing. It's, I don't know about amazing. It was amazing. The show was amazing. No, I love it so much and I want to live in their world. But amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, it's fine and I'm happy it's, I'm happy it's saved. I don't know if we ever talked about it getting saved because I think it got uh, canceled and saved within th- like a day. I think we did talk about it. But sorry, if we didn't, it got saved. It got saved. It's on NBC. You'll be fine. Also, follow, follow Stephanie Beatriz on Instagram. Whew. That's a good time. <laughs> okay. She's delightful. Also, did not know her. She's like totally, absurdly not like Rosa. It's not even like oh, they're yeah. not that similar, but like she has like a cheerleader voice. Like, yeah, I didn't know her voice was that that much higher. Uh. Um, anyway, she's delightful. Follow her on Instagram. I am Steph Beats. So for whatever reason, because I'm just working so much and I'm low key depressed and have no time to do anything, and I spent all my money renewing a passport and buying a train ticket to go home. And woo, high five! <laughs> not having any money. Like I had the money and like I spent it on things I needed. Oh, that's gr- the worst. Grown up stuff. Like I had to renew I my. Like I had to renew my passport so I can go to Detroit when I'm down home and like have fun. I just like, want to eat donuts and Cheetos, but I can't because they'll make me sick. Oh, I had whole bag of takis like yesterday. Someone else is talking to me about those. I gave you takis once. You were here. Yeah, like the little, but like, like the someone yesterday was talking to me about how much they love them. They're they're once in a while. Takis are sometimes food. <laughs> Eighteen-year-old like? cookies or something. Yeah, just eat anything and be fine. Jordan, your man's had to go back to almond milk this week because it's <laughs> like it's like yo. I think the dairy is backing up the works. <laughs> um, anyway, I have uh, let Brooklyn Nine Nine just kind of roll over back to like season one. Yeah, I haven't watched the first season in a long ass time. Number one, those characters are not well defined in the first season. They're okay. They're far different. I mean, the broadest strokes are there, but it's like, they're real broad. Yeah. Also, how did I not realize until this moment that Caitlin McKinnon is Amy Santiago? You know what? <laughs> you need, you and senior correspondent need to shut up. It's like the Thanksgiving episode <laughs> where she has the squad over to her house for Thanksgiving because she wants to ask the captain to mentor her. And Gina is like making comments on like, oh, it's so sweet that you live with your grandma. And she's like, I live alone. That's my stuff. I really love quilts. I'm like, oh my God, you guys. I really do love quilts though. Kaylin does Amy Santiago. Um, yeah. So senior correspondent has mentioned a couple times, especially with my love of old 
things, people, and also <laughs> my love of stationery. Um, we were going in for, for, for entirely for him. I, we had no business being in there, but we were walking into the staples and I was like, you cannot let me buy anything. I don't need anything. I don't need pens. I don't need pencils. I, I don't need pads of paper. Like I have everything I need. You cannot let me buy anything. And we walk through the doors and they're having a 50% off sale. And I go, unless I can justify it really, really well. I did not buy anything. I have you know, I actually got sick and had to go back to the car. <laughs> you were just so worked up. You got too excited. Yeah. I had to go have a lie down in the car. <laughs> Take a schwitz in the car. Yeah. Um, right. That was the sidebar, but I did want to go back to, we were talking about old ass toys that we used to have. Yes. Yes. Do you remember mask? Was that a thing? Like, Oh, um, I, it was the like transform. The like song transform- is playing in my head. It was like Transformers, but it wasn't. So sometimes, senior correspondent and I, because we are just children, um, we'll listen to old or watch old like um, TV show um, beginnings. What are they called? Uh, uh, openings. Openings. Um, and masks. Mask comes on a lot. Mm. Um, I don't know it, but I know what you're talking about now because so, I've seen the intro. I don't, I don't know. What was the name Matt Tracker? I think that was mask. the name. Um, it was basically. You know, vehicles that turned into other vehicles. Yes. They didn't turn into a robot or anything. It was like, oh my God, we need to get up that mountain. Here comes a guy on a Kawasaki motorbike that can turn into a helicopter. Yeah. But he has a sweet, like, full helmet mask that he puts on mm-hmm. beforehand. I don't know if the mask was required to turn your DeLorean into a Gullwing fighter. but because of alien magic. Uh, maybe. Because um, all those shows from that time period were all just Flash Gordon. And the one I had, man, my parents were like... I had some sweet ass toys growing up. I gotta thank my parents. Only child. Yep. <laughs> I had a fucking sweet ass like GI Joe plane, um, and this thing was like. So I think Mask fought Venom. I think that was the name of the criminal organization they oh, were always fighting shit. every week, and it was literally like an oil tanker. But then, like, you lifted the back up, and it was like a total like mobile command type thing <gasps> with a giant like cannon in it what with these fucking rubber tipped like projectiles uh, that literally could knock a five-year-old out like so this is the times when single or when only children are sad that they're only children because i have nothing to shoot this and i have no friends to shoot this at um but like literally you could fuck somebody up with this thing it was this big mm-hmm. and you put it into a spring-loaded cannon and then it shot and it was like a good easily a pound like <laughs> This thing would shoot far, and you'd hear like just a, just a just this whap when it hits stuff, and it's like, oh my god! Like this would fuck a child up. You could not make this toy today, and just the images I just had of like <laughs> the sound and my old toys, and like the sound of that thing like hitting Fortress Maximus <laughs> across the room, type of thing. Amazing. Because Transformers fought Ninja Turtles, fought GI Joe, fought Mask, fought, fought Popples, fought He Man, fought Popples. <laughs> I didn't have popples. Popples were terrifying. I care about it. I didn't have popples. They could turn inside out. They could until they got around. Yeah. Oh, man. We had the best. The sun tots and the smoggies. What? Yo, yo, your girl runs deep over here with. Oh, yeah. On, uh, on popple talk. Oh, yeah. Um, other items of note that I did see today. Uh, waiting for Caitlin to show up. Because Lord knows HBO not about to let that money train pull out the station. The Game of Thrones. Oh, spin-off. yeah. 
Yeah, is that actually like I, I know a whole bunch of people have been reporting things about like spinoffs and prequels, and I I didn't know what was what. It was always speculated that they were going to do something. Yeah. Um, I believe this has they've announced an order for a pilot, so it's not confirmed going to series, but okay. They got a script. I think this is how it works, right? They got a script. They like the script. They order a pilot. It's like, okay, go make, here's some money. Go make this thing. Bring it yeah. back to us. And if we like what you've made, we will order a season and then you make the whole season. So the only thing we know is that it will be a prequel series set much, much earlier in the Age of Heroes. Uh-oh. So I don't know how deep how deep your knowledge runs. Did you did you ever read the books? You oh, read the yeah. books, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's hard because they're so far apart and it was so long ago at this point mm. that people will say things or mention people and I'll be like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> zip, zap, zip. Um, the Age of Heroes is apparently uh, runs from the uh, alliance between the First Men and the Children of the Forest. Oh, up shit. Up until the arrival yeah. of the Andals yeah. from Essos who yeah. then conquered Westeros and it's probably going to tell that story. Yeah. Of the Andals arriving. Filling in a lot of that backstory that, frankly, Game of Thrones has to, had to play fast and loose with. Mm-hmm. It's really going to be a problem for the uh, you know giant economy of like deep dive book readers out there who fill in the blanks on this shit on their like, you know, Ask the Maester columns every week. But <laughs> rough for them. But rest assured, friends, we're going to be raping and killing for at least another. Oh, of course so. Hey, just... HBO, put a woman in charge. Yeah. Maybe for this one, put a woman in charge. Just for everything, for the next, for the next like ten years. I'm, listen, I think. Listen, relax, nerds. I'm not even saying for anyth- everything. I'm just saying for this. Oh, I'm saying for everything. Just put a woman in charge next for the next ten years for everything, and you'll just see that like your stuff will be a lot better, better quality. There won't be so much rape. We put Catherine Wynn in charge for like eight years, and look what happened. Yeah, everything was going fine. You're gonna teach my children about consent and butt sex. Which is great. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Caitlin McKinnon is on the record as pro consent and butt sex. Yes. Preferably at the same time. Absolutely. No, no, not at the same time. Consent before sex always. Consecutively. Yes. Don't ask don't ask don't, for consent after the butt sex is commenced. And don't have like a don't have like a, a quick thing or a pressure. Have a talk about it, okay? Don't let you mean don't rush the butt sex. <laughs> also don't rush the butt sex. Take your time but with like, the butt sex. Like also just like have, <laughs> What? We're talking about consent. Hey, you brought this up. I did bring this up. This is very important. Um you are making fun of stupid people in Ontario. <laughs> which apparently there are a lot of so many um but and that's so people don't know we had this ontario election and (laughs) for those who don't know (laughs) canada is made up of provinces provinces there are versions of states yes but they're much much larger um and so they have even more types and areas of of this land canada is a very big very tall country and everybody lives in the bottom eighth of it yes but there are very different values from the north to the south for sure um and different like lifestyles and whatnot so it can be very complicated when you get down to like politics and and your culture however um so sorry and to to contextualize the basically the canadian political scene uh the conservatives want to take your rights the new ndp the new democrats want to take your money and the liberals are kind of in the middle in the middle but they've been leaning more leftish 
little yeah, well, uh, under, over the last, under Trudeau, yeah. Under and Trudeau, they I'm going to say over the last like 20 years, they've been going more and more left. Yeah. Um, so, but liberals the, were like the safe bet when like yeah. the NDP made you too nervous or like you didn't think they could win, but you like some of their platform, you voted liberal to just yeah. And basically, the liberals have been in power in in Ontario for like a long god, time. like 15 years or something. So I mean, yeah, for a very long time, people are going to itch for change no matter what. But the thing was, things weren't going badly. Not really, aside from the hydro thing, which I mean, I've read the reports. Our hydro was still comparable to most other places. Yeah. And like, you're going to pay a lot of money if you want to get hydro all the way up to butt fuck nowhere. It's going to cost you some money. Okay? Shouts to Timmins. You're nowhere. <laughs> What's up, Timmins? I hope you know that. <laughs> um, anyway, so they, they, they I'm going to say they, the other Ontarians, elected... The conservatives who want to take my reproductive reproductive rights away, uh, want to make sure our kids are all stupid, want to make sure there are no teachers or nurses or doctors in or our hospitals or libraries or librarians or libraries um, who are going to cut like everything. And all those people out there who think they're getting their 15, their next dollar raise up to a minimum wage of $15. Oh, no, you are not. That is not happening. That shit is over. Anyways, so, yeah. And it was like, yeah, there were some issues. Of course there were, but it wasn't bad. Like, there wasn't any crazy thing going on or big scandal or I don't know where this win came from. Like, Listen, and I am, call me a fatalist, call me not engaged, but I am like, I really do believe that by and large, unless you put a, the buffoon brother of a, other another buffoon crack smoking former toronto mayor yeah sorry that's who we elected y'all yep. um remember rob ford it's his brother <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> why do i not have a what a twist drop on the board my god i gotta add that um by and large most provincial politics don't really affect people's like the effects are felt i feel the effects are felt like decades down the line like though like this is hard for me who somebody who does want to have children in the relatively near future mm. i'm like they're fucked <laughs> like their education is gonna be terrible i'm gonna have to have weird conversations with them about con- consent and butt sex like i don't really you know i'm gonna have to though because our schools won't be allowed to do schools it schools won't be teaching it um but i just could not believe so the only other time Ontario elected a new Democrat government was like the once I was like in eighth grade. Right. And people are still like, well, you remember what happened on that time. We can't vote for them again. You remember what happened, bro. Do you remember what happened? What happened? I'm pretty sure. I no, I don't remember. I'm sure you can't because it was like 30 fucking years ago. I'm saying like, like to those people, you tell me what, what exactly happened? What was so terrible? And it, it, there were some terrible things. But it was because he was actually a liberal in disguise. Bah, 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 bah. He crossed the floor like right after they lost. Yeah. So Anyway. That's politics talk with Jordan Kate. We're going to go take shots now. We've, we've got our Trump, y'all. Ugh. Don't. Ugh. But like even the, Cana- even the Canadian Trump is not, you know, he's Canada's Trump. So he's not as bad, but he still ain't good. He's just... Ugh. A dummy, and we have a party system that so angry keeps him from doing too much himself. But but they have a majority; they were all fucked. Everything's gonna be on fire because they're gonna put pipelines everywhere. They're all gonna explode. Well, Trudeau already did that too, so it's not. 
I'm I'm a little I'm a little I'm a little sad. And Flint still doesn't have drinking water. Bump a dump a dump bump bump. One last item of news before we bust out of here. Consider it good or bad. I don't know. It's just I suppose. Uh, saw today that after his six months of absence, following allegations of certain types of impropriety uh-huh. around ye old Disney slash Pixar offices. Your favorite awkward hugger, John Lasseter, is officially, officially out. Ooh. He's not returning, although he will remain as a consultant through the year. Right. It's a corpse speak for sitting on your ass and collecting your paycheck that you are contractually owed. Yep. God. Can I just... Let me get to a position where I am contracted to be paid an obscene amount of money, and then let me not breach the contract but have to leave that position. Not in a way that, like, harms other people, but just, like... Yeah. Like, I remember when, like... During the wrestling wars, when like the uh, the WWE's competition tanked, and the WWE ended up buying them, yeah. But then there were like all these wrestlers, all these old timey wrestlers like Hogan and like all the guys you remember from the eighties who were still like working for WCW back then, yep. Goldberg or whoever, um, they had these guaranteed contracts, and then it was like, well, do you want to come work for the WWE and wrestle and go on the road and do all these shows? Or, do you or, want, or would you like to sit at home and collect your guaranteed paycheck? And most of them said, I would like to stay at home, please. <laughs> yes. I haven't seen my family and in 10 years. Collect my guaranteed paycheck. Lord. Yeah. Love to live for the guaranteed paycheck. I think everyone kind of wants that. It's kind of like the lottery, but better. The problem with my life is, let's, let's talk about <laughs> now it's time. Oh, no. let's, let's wrap on the, the problem with Jordan's life. Number 643. If I took a note, if I had a notebook, I'd take notes. <laughs> I, I recently, so we're in book season, as mentioned. A lot, lot of research, a lot of like. Yes. A lot of PDF annotation. Mm. Oh, I like that. So good. I can feel it's getting some, some heat under the table, y'all. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> PDF annotation, y'all. <laughs> That's how we do it. Find a woman who is basically (laughs) an old lady and then talk to her about PDF annotation. Mm, Block highlighting. What you know about that? So I had one day where like, maybe we hadn't recorded. I don't know how I got, or I just got it done fast. Like like the pod was done or maybe I was off Tuesday. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I got the whole shit done, scheduled. I'm learning to like automate. Amelia, where you're at, where you at, Amelia Cook? You're supposed to be starting your thing to like help creators learn how to like automate stuff. <laughs> like, it's very important. Like ask me to be a part of. I mean, teach me how to tweet deck. Um, <laughs> but like scheduled shit. I scheduled the Facebook post. I scheduled oh the, God. the publishing on SoundCloud. I'm like, it's Monday night. This shit's all done. I don't have to think about it. So I was like up and I went to the library and I did a bunch of reading. And <gasps> I did stuff. And I felt so good and productive and well done. And I didn't get paid for it that day, but I was just coming home and thinking about having to go work my overnight shift the next night. Just being like, oh man, they are really right about like, if you're doing what you like, work is not... <laughs> Yeah. Do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. It sucks because it's fucking true. <laughs> yep. <sighs> <sighs> though sometimes I have to say, even though I really like my job, there are days when it's really hard to drag my body <laughs> out of the bed. I mean, it's also because I'm really sick. Oh, and did I tell you about the uh, the extra thing with endometriosis? 
what's the extra thing with endometriosis? Um, apparently, Kayla's like, got endometriosis. You I know, have if endometriosis. You if you haven't been listening recently. And if you want to know what that is, Google it. Oh, wait. Nothing come up because nobody's done any research. Nobody knows any reason why it happens. There's no cure. Yay. Women's bodies are strange and unknown to the medical community. And they don't like us. They're weird. It's like a hole that bleeds. They don't like it. Makes no sense. No. Any other time you have a hole that bleeds, you fix it. Yeah. You 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 blot it. You clot it. You put a, a tourniquet <laughs> on it. <laughs> Ladies, have you tried tying a tourniquet around your waist <laughs> around that special time? Yeah, they they did actually. They called it oh, like a, they? they called it like a period belt. Oh, look at that! It was like a belt you wore that was kind of like a yeah. Look at the historical menstrual health update with your girl over here. Yeah. Anyway, um, what else is new with endometriosis? Kate? That apparently, like ninety nine percent of women who get endometriosis get something called endometrial fatigue. Ooh. And we don't know why it happens. You're just tired all the time. So much so that maybe someone who has this podcast with you fell asleep at her desk the other day. Like literally just sitting there? Literally sitting there, working away, reading something, fell asleep. (laughs) So that's also what it could be. I also can sleep anytime, anywhere. Like literally, you could be like, sleep on the floor. And I'd be like, okay, I'll be out in like a minute. I'll sleep for here. It'll be fine. I mean, I joke about like sleeping under my desk, but actually, that would be amazing. I'd love that. Wasn't this week, but it has happened before. I fall asleep on the toilet at work. Wow. Our lives are really weird. Like, not like, oh, maybe not like asleep asleep, but like definitely that like head jerk. <laughs> like that moment. Um, I did that once and smashed my face on the subway doors in front of everybody in the morning. Like standing up or? Yep. Nice. Yep. It was great. My knees went out from under me, <laughs> just face first into the doors. Yep. No one is surprised by that. Well, friends. I think it's a solid. I think we filled that pretty net- solid brick of bizarre content for your ass. But I mean, hey, yeah. that's what you come here for. You come here with hangs with your BFFs. Yeah. So we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, hey, we do have something resembling a format. I don't know how Caitlin's going to give any notes or topics about. I can do it. Things she had. She does not have a notebook. So. I my, I'll turn my phone on and read from Wikipedia like I do every week. <laughs> and we will get into that and the thing she brought me and the thing I brought her when we come back from this break. Welcome back to the program. This is the part of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other. But first, before that, we've got some rules. Yeah, we do. The first rule being the rule of three, which is if the thing comes in parts or in episodes or in issues or in epicycles, then the other person has to watch at least three of them so they get a sense of what the thing is trying to become. For people who have listened to this program for a very long time and mm-hmm. thinking epicycles are just the thing Caitlin made up, I actually looked it up one day because I had no idea what an epicycle was. Yeah, so an epicycle is actually this thing that some very early astronomers came up with to try and explain the movements of the planets. So they said that they go around the sun, but they also turn back and do little circles. But no matter how much they tried, they couldn't get it to work. You want to know why, kids? Because we don't go uh, around 
the earth or sorry yeah around the earth but go around the sun and they couldn't just figure that out kind of like trump he just can't figure out that the universe does not revolve around trying so hard but he just can't figure it out no no one is surprised that epicycles are astronomy related yeah um uh rule number two hashtag save it for the pod what are you what are you doing don't talk to me about the thing we brought each other you're gonna try to talk to me about this thing before we talk about it on the podcast oh disgusting are you high what is wrong with you and hang out with too many of those PC voters. <laughs> um, they're definitely high because their leader allegedly sold them hash in the 80s. What? He also used to beat kids up, him and his brother, for lunch money. Allegedly. What? <laughs> we have to say allegedly so we don't get sued. Allegedly. Um, but it is the rule that we won't talk about the thing before we are in front of these microphones because we want you, the listener... To have the freshest of takes. We just kick in the door and throw you a plate of takes, and they're so fresh and pillowy and warm, you're just like, wow, damn. Amazing. This is fantastic. Now, the thing we might be talking about may not be a hot thing or new or shiny. Who cares? But we have some ideas about things. We talked about a four-year-old Spanish fantasy show last week. Had any of you heard of it? No. No. Just bringing you... That hot fire. Yeah. Fire. Pew, 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 pew. One to five greatest of all time. Dylon, 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 Jordan, and Caitlin. <laughs> Finally, the third rule. <laughs> Kaim just busted a gut at that joke. I don't care what you say. <laughs> third rule, which is not really a rule at all. It's more just of a policy. There's going to be spoilers. Going to spoil things. Who cares? Yep. It doesn't really matter because the things are old and yeah, it's not a big deal. But if you were like... No, I don't want to hear. I don't want to. Oh my watch God, the bring thing. the fainting couch. I can't possibly be exposed to these spoilers. Um, then you need to go take your fainting couch and your vapors. <laughs> take and a fucking iron supplement or something and get the fuck out. Get yourself together. Yeah. <laughs> Have somebody pull it together. Call up Dalton Castle and get the boys to fan you with palm fronds or something. Get some smelling salts. Whoop you into shape real fast. I'll take care of you, Genevieve. And now for the things. The things. We like to alternate. So this week we are starting with the thing that Caitlin brought me. And guess who has her phone back, bitches? <laughs> Flying without a notebook. Woo. Woo. I can do it, though. I just have to get to the right article because I was reading about trade wars and <laughs> tariffs. Um, so this week, I don't know. I think we were like senior correspondent and I happened to be going through what was not coming to Netflix or what was on Netflix. And this came up and I was like, Oh my gosh, I love this thing. I'm going to give it to Jordan. Cause I, sometimes I'm like, I really don't know what Jordan's going to think about a, a thing. It's not his type of thing. Um, it's a movie for children. So he probably hasn't seen it. Uh, so I gave him The Book of Life, which is a 2014 animated film. Um, it's an American 3D computer animated musical fantasy adventure comedy. I love when they have all kinds of things mushed together. Caitlin, love a multi-hyphenate. Um, film produced by Real FX Creative Studios. No one cares. Um, it was co-written and directed by George R. Gutierrez, who is not very well known, but he's done a lot of stuff. He was an animator for many, many years um, and is now moved to directing things. Um, he, it was, uh, he also co-wrote it. Um, 
it has a, an amazing voice cast. So the voice, uh, the voice, the film stars the voices of Diego Luna, Zoe Saldana, Channing Tatum, Christina Applegate, Ice Cube, Ron Perlman, that, mm, and that? Kate Del Castillo. Um, it's based on an original idea by Gutierrez. Um, the story follows a bullfighter who, on the Day of the Dead, embarks on an afterlife adventure to fulfill the expectations of his family and friends. I don't understand how, like. Disney was not sued for Coco, but that's fine because this came out before. And from what I can, I actually haven't seen Coco, but from what I can see, it's basically very similar. Um, the actual plot is um, that at the beginning, Mary Beth, a museum tour guide, takes a group of school detention students on a secret museum tour, telling them with wooden figures the story of the Mex- a Mexican can- a town called San Angel. Um, or Angel from the Book of Life, holding which holds every story in the world. Um, on the Day of the Dead, um, La Muerte, uh, ruler of the land of the remembered, and Zia Balba, which is a real like religious cultural figure, a ruler of the land of the forgotten, see Manolo Sanchez, Joaquin Mondragon, um, competing over Maria Posada. So it's basically like this love triangle story. Um, you see them all as kids. Um, one of them wants to be a musician, but his family is like a family of bullfighters. The other one wants to be like a brave hero. They're all kids. They basically we're going to say the lady who rules the the fun afterlife, the after the remembered, and the one who rules the after the bad afterlife, the bad the afterlife of the forgotten. Um, they have a competition to see who can win the love of Maria. Well, because homeboy who runs the land of the forgotten. Yeah. He's fed up. He's tired of it. Yeah. It's like, why do you get to have all the fun? Land of the Remembrance, awesome. You just party all the time. Why do I got to be down here with the dust and the nastiness? Yeah. I want to I wanna switch. Switch it up. So we'll make a bet. Uh, we'll each pick one of these dudes and whoever Maria marries. Wins. You win. Yeah. And if, if I win, we switch. Yeah. And I can't remember what it was if she won, but. I think he'll stop bugging her about it or mm. I, I can't remember. Um, so she's like, sure. And then, but then of course, because he's not a good guy, the uh, leader of Zia, Zia Bulbo, I think his name is, um, he cheats. He gives, I'm going to try. Joaquin. Joaquin, the, the, uh, his medal of eternal life. Something like that. So he does, he can't be hurt, can't be injured. Yes. Um, and then Maria gets sent away. And then, and then, boom, they're older. Yeah. And then, you know, Love Triangle, um, Joaquin and Maria, they, no, Maria and, who we say the other one was? Diego? Does that sound right? No, that's the guy who plays them. Nope. Okay. Hold on. I can do this. Manolo? Yeah. Manolo um, uh, is, has, like, he still has musical aspirations, but he's, like, being pushed to be a bullfighter. And uh, can't kill the bull. Though. Can't, can't kill the bull. Doesn't he's, want to do it. His family's devastated, but Maria is impressed with him standing his ground, and they like confess their love to each other. But then Maria's father, with some other people, like convince her that she should marry Joaquin because they need him to be like to defend the village. But then Maria and and Manola are gonna like run away together, and then the bad. Ziabulba. Ziabulba. He has Maria bitten by a snake and she goes into a coma and Manola thinks she's dead and he's like, I'm going to die too because I'm going to meet with her in the afterlife. And 
will be able to love each other. But then, <gasps> twist! <gasps> she was not dead. Joke's on you, son. And now he's in the afterlife. Now he's got to get back from the afterlife. Yeah. And he does so. And it's awesome. And Jordan, what did you think? Um, so, like, I did not know this movie existed until I was at the... You didn't mention the one of the producers on this film. Oh, is Mr. Uh, Guillermo del, del Toro. Yeah, but he's like in everything. Yeah, he, and like, he just he threw some money at him. Yeah, like, produces everything. Put my name on it, so maybe yeah. other people will go see it. Yeah. Um, but he must have had some sort of hand in it because some of the figures were at the exhibit for this, like the oh. actual like wooden figures made from. It. Oh, That's cool. the first time I saw anything from this movie. Right. And I think maybe smartly, uh, it was just like the like La Muerte and a couple of the like you know land of the remembered yeah figures because they're all very colorful and gorgeous and i was like that thing looks awesome yeah and i started watching this and went i do not like most of these character designs <laughs> oh that's too bad most of them i do not like i, I at first definitely it takes a little bit of getting used to but then i think once you get into the story you kind of forget the part um also as you mentioned it is it is a movie for children but like a movie for like that's all it is this is not a movie for children that like has stuff for the adults too. Oh yeah, no. It's purely for children. So yeah. adults, if you're watching this with your kids, parents, if you're watching this with your kids, you're gonna be bored. A what? A little bit. Uh, a little. A, li- a little bit. A little bit. You mentioned during the viewing of Miss Hokusai. Yeah. That's when the contemporary rock music started playing. Yeah. You found it very jarring. Yeah. And off-putting, and you didn't like it. Uh huh. When post unable to kill the bull uh manolo stands outside maria's window to play her a song on his guitar (laughs) expressing his feelings in that moment Uh and begins to sing radiohead's creep yeah Uh, similar effect but he said it he made it all guitar-y and stuff yeah but girl i I may have forgotten i was like actually screaming like alone in my apartment going no <laughs> you are not you are not playing radiohead's creep right now um joaquin did not get a fair shake as a character no i agree okay I th- that. see sometimes you don't sometimes i always like have a soft spot for the underdog or the one who's no. clearly not gonna end up with the girl and no, you're, like, I think- you're like you know he sucks he, she should have been with Manolo. and i'm like joaquin didn't get to do anything he's just yeah. like Nothing about his dad. Nothing about his... I think he's like an orphan. And they, yeah, I totally agree with that sentiment. Um, and he wasn't a bad... Like, I, what I do like is that they didn't make him, like, the villain from what I remember. No. I mean, he... He was sad and, and upset, but they, they never made him, like, he didn't turn into the big bad or something. No, he didn't. No, he didn't become, like, an antagonist, really. Um, And... When I realized that was Ice Cube as the the candle maker, god of all stories type of thing, yeah, I was like, okay, you know, get your money. Nobody's just one thing. I like to see like see Cube doing other things. When they then shoehorned a yay yay at the end of it, I was like, mm. no, but Senior Chris thought it was very excited about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, the problem is, is you already said it. The problem is there's a movie called Coco. Yeah. <laughs> which has, to my aesthetic, has much more appealing character designs. And the problem is, as, as I'm watching this, I'm like, man, I got to watch Coco. Like, 
Yeah. And, and because it's a Pixar movie and it's getting really pushed on my Netflix queue, like it's definitely like... Oh, I was about to say, I actually just stopped watching that one and started watching Coco. <laughs> I, did, I did not watch Coco. But it's like, continue watching Book of Life and then directly above it is like, or start watching Coco. And I'm like, up, down, up, down. Mm, no, she told me to watch this one. Um, this is to say it's a bad movie, but I mean... You know, I've, I'm not, like, fanatical about Pixar movies, but some of right. them do mean a lot to me. But, like, you know, Wally means a shit ton to me. Oh, my God. Like, Wally is one of the greatest movies <laughs> ever created in the entire Ken world. And I literally both just grabbed our chest. Just We're just like, holding our hearts Just like, right oh, now. my God, the first half hour Wally. Um, yeah, literally one of the best movies that, like, I... I think I still have a fucking Wally figure over on my... I uh, just want one of the, like, fat dough people. Because they're so... Actually, they're, like, really sweet when, I, like, Wally's trying to interact with them. I just and, look in a mirror. Uh, and he's... <laughs> and he's... He's like, I'm... Wa-, like, basically, like, Wally. And the one person's like, I'm John. <laughs> like... And then... Uh, anyways, sorry, I cl- saw a clip the other day, and I was like, man, I gotta watch that movie, like, a million more times. And also the Peter Gabriel song that plays at the end. So it <laughs> still makes you cry. Uh, Anyway, we're not here to talk about <laughs> Come back later for the Wally cast, pat- patrons. Um, but, like, there are things in, as an adult, you can watch Pixar movies and either appreciate some of the, you know, a kid watches Wally and in that first half hour just enjoys it because he's cute and, you know, he's a little funny and bumbling and mm-hmm. he's adorable. As an adult, you're watching it, maybe you're enjoying it for all those reasons, but you're also enjoying it because it's basically a silent movie for, like, yeah you know it's like castaway for kids it's like just it's just him on this planet and you are reading all this extra like emotional resonance into you know this tiny robot's isolation and like yeah his wants and desires where kids just like he's cute and eve is cool looking and they zip around and it's awesome and And robots and, and they're robots but as an adult you're like oh my god he watches this like you know old old timey movie and, oh, and, that, and that's how we learns love and yeah like <laughs> mashing your face and you're like, like uh, pixar movies work on those levels that extra yes. level is not really can, here can we talk yes but and and definitely like i just have to shut it out there the beginning of up actually no no, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> it actually devastates my heart every time i watch it just stop you right there <laughs> stop you right there uh we'll talk about pixar later but yeah no i totally agree and i think that pixar does a much better job with the storytelling um in general like they have some really great um writers and storyboarders and even the art and the i i totally agree is better but not to say that this is bad. bad it's just not working on that there's not that extra level of textuality let's get real advanced with it yeah um that's not really there. It's a movie for kids. It's like watching Madagascar. Like, it's just like, it just is. Yes. It just is, right? Um, but it has the added bonus of like, you know, I, I've, I've heard complaints and I would agree with them that like, you know, there are more stories about Mexico than <laughs> besides Dio de las Muertas. <laughs> like, yes. But it looks real cool. So that's yeah. what they're going to put out to try and make it palatable to the whiteies. Though um, I did like the explanation that like. Oh, yeah. That they actually went into the folklore. Exactly. And, and what's involved in what the Day of the Dead is. It's not yes. just, you know, an excuse for white people to put paint, you know, skulls on their faces and like... It's actually like a really interesting, lovely sort of holiday about like remembering those who have passed. Um, and I really like that. Yeah. Um, 
take 15 seconds for the Channing Tatum appreciation corner. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even see his face, but dude's just funny. He is <laughs> just, funny. Just makes me smile. Also, the fact that Joaquin just yells his own name before he <laughs> runs into Manolo. Why was Joaquin didn't get a fair shake, man? <laughs> he didn't get a fair shake. <laughs> He's got shake. so much more personality than Manolo. Yeah. Who just wants to, like, you know, sing Radiohead songs and look at his guitar. Play from your heart, Manolo. Um, and we know the reason why Caitlin loves this movie. The extra reasons why Caitlin loves this movie. Why do I love this movie? Because ladies doing stuff. Oh, yeah. I Not like ladies being, doing stuff. Got some, got some feminism in there. Yeah. Maria... Loves Manolo, but is not just about to, not content to sit by no. and let these dudes just run in and Do all defend her, stuff. defend her and protect her. Um, I would have liked more. So Manolo goes down you know, to the land of the remembered and like meets his entire family. Yeah. Generations of his family. Um, so like basically every Mexican actor, you know, in life and he's, Spanish he's actor, including Placido Domingo. <laughs> um, yep. It's like, that explains why that one dude wanted to be an opera singer and keep singing. It's like, you got Placido Domingo to do this. All right. Yeah. Uh, Danny Trejo as his, as his grandfather. Which is amazing. <laughs> With a mustache that can punch people. <laughs> um, I did enjoy that they were talking about how, I don't know if this is an actual belief in Mexican folklore, but it's like, Mexico is the center of the universe. And it shows Mexico and it's got an actual mustache on the country. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. If a white person made that, I might be like, hmm, but it's coming from y'all, so I'll yeah. go with it, and I'll laugh at it and find it funny. He meets his entire family, because he's gone down to the uh, Land of the Remembered, and he's, are they his cousins or his aunts or something? Somebody on his mom's side? The, the twins? Oh, yeah. I think it's his cousins. They're like fucking badass, and they got like no time in the movie. They got, <laughs> yeah. to, they got to like flirt with Joaquin at the end of it, and like... yeah. And like, just generally look badass. And I'm like, yo, was there like a like a short about just them? I want to know more. That'd be cool. <laughs> I want to yeah. see them doing badass. I shit. just love his whole family down there. His family, his family was the scenes with them were. Uh, I enjoyed all of that. Um, and at times, it does like the character design and like, listen, it looks, it's animated well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're at a point now where like these movies. I'm not going to say they. I can't criticize you know the current glut of 3d cg right animated movies for looking samesy and simultaneously complain about it like the character designs like this does not look like you know yeah paranorman or hotel transylvania or like any of like kubo or like any of those like right it looks like its own thing but also your mileage may vary because a dude with a weird nose that does not <laughs> to operate in real life is just kind of hanging off the side of his face or like people look flat but three-dimensional at the same time like, i kind of like that stuff it's a strange aesthetic um aesthetic aesthetic and you may rock with that or you may not i was kind of sometimes sometimes i liked it sometimes i didn't um why does like the bandit king have robot arms for fun okay just wondering that <laughs> It's like everybody's living in fear about the about the bandit king Chakal. Yeah. Who's going to come and destroy the town and wants his medal back because he apparently at one point had the medal of ever- everlasting life. Yep. He comes back and he's got robot arms. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rock with that, I guess. Um, it's a hard... It's a hard... It's a hard for me to say if you do not have children to watch this with, just settle into it. Right. Um... I didn't hate it. That's I good. Was, I wasn't like, will this ever end? That's good. Um, 
but it's it's a kids movie and you got to be in the right mindset for it and it's not it's said repeatedly it's not a kids movie that kind of works on the multiple levels and you may just kind of be like man i need to watch coco because i like this <laughs> but i want to see it told maybe a little better a little better um yeah. or also just you know look for stories about mexico that are not just about because there's so many. the day of the dead because <laughs> it's an entire culture with its own rich folklore to explore uh it's a seven cool I'm happy with that. I'll give it that. That's, I never know what to expect, so like that's good. It wasn't it wasn't bad. I mean, uh, if I was still the type of person who collected dumb little figures, I could see a, a <laughs> La Muerte. But I, only only the wooden ones. Anyway, that's on your Netflix. Yeah. Have at it. Coco is also on your Netflix. You could do a whole book report. Watch this one first. You could do a whole report. Compare and contrast. Maybe that's what we'll have for you next week. <laughs> Compare and contrast. We'll both watch Coco yeah. and come back and report next week. Well, moving on. Yep. This is not a thing I brought Caitlin, really. Is it not? Not really. Oh. I had seen parts of it. Yeah. But I was really, like, desperate thinking, you know, we're, we're just not working too much, couldn't really think of things. Things I didn't want to give you, like, now. Yeah. Like, didn't seem, the time didn't seem right to give you. Oh, I have that. I have, like, a whole, like calendar and i'm always like well I can't, that's more of like a summer thing exactly like i don't want to give you like a like satoshi Gon's first movie like now in yeah. the summer like we'll, we'll wait till like, the fall for that but i remember once and you may have brought it up off mic mm. i don't know what i gave you but you were watching it on a crunchyroll free so ads oh and uh, it was ads of other things that crunchyroll had and you were like I need to watch, like, I watch these and they show me ads and I just, I'm like, I need to watch more anime because they show me things and they look cool. And you're like, in that Caitlin way we all know and love. It's like, what was that that thing? It's like a kid and he's like a, he's a psychic and it's, it's like Jim Brain 400 or something or like, (laughs) dude think 1000. Like, and I was like. Oh, Mob Psycho 100? You were like, yeah! So that I know, looks awesome! I know exactly what I was watching. Mm. I was watching um, the... Oh, no. I don't mean to be doing <laughs> it, but... Uh, <laughs> the, the thing we were, we were talking oh, about last yeah. week, the secret life of a... You know... Recovery of an MMO? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay. Um, I was watching that, <laughs> and I was... Secret life of bees? What? <laughs> I was watching that. That would be a great anime. I was watching that, but they'd make it like the bees were like robots. Um, so I was watching that and all these things were coming up and that one looked really cool, which I know why. And we will talk about. <laughs> so this is Mob Psycho 100. Uh, not a show I had really watched. I remember watching the premiere when it first aired due to the pedigree, which maybe is one of the things Caitlin's going to bring up. But this is a 12 episode anime. That debuted in July of 2016. We ran for 12 episodes. It's also another reason I was thinking of this because mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of back in the nerd consciousness because a live action adaptation of the story is currently on your Netflix. I've heard mixed. Oh, really? I don't know if the budget's that high. So uh, I mean, I have to say, I'm surprised you weren't just like, it's trash. Don't look at it. It's probably trash. I mean, I think the general consensus is if this story seems interesting to you, do not watch the live action. Right. Watch the anime. And both the live action and the anime are based on a web comic that ran from April 2012 to December 2017 by a guy named One. You're like, that sounds familiar. 
it does sound familiar because one is the guy who is behind may think the first thing we ever talked about on this show one punch man that's why that face is all fitting into place now so the thing about one punch man for those of you who've forgotten was a very amateurish webcomic that achieved like a cult status and somebody at shonen jump or one of the one of the manga publishers wanted the story but was kind of like but you're not good enough to be <laughs> in our magazine. So they went and got some professional to basically redraw right. the original One Punch Man stories. Mob Cycle 100 never had that. He's just gonna, I think he has somewhat improved as an artist over right. the years. and But it's never been redone. So Studio Bones, who's responsible for this uh, anime adaptation, kept a lot of his original art style, which does look... A little more amateurish, a little more... It's very weird. A little more scratchy. Um, it definitely, like, don't go into it thinking it's going to look like a One Punch Man. No. If you're like, oh, it's by the same guy. It's going to be exactly the same, which may have been my problem when I tried to watch it when it first aired. Ah. I was like, I love One Punch Man. It's not coming back for, like, forever, so I'll watch this. Well, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I know people who really, really love this show, and we'll find out if Caitlin was one of those people. What is this show? Shigeo Kageyama is an average middle school boy nicknamed Mob or Mobu, which means background character, apparently. Amazing. Uh, for lacking a sense of presence, although he looks like an inconspicuous person, he's in fact a powerful esper. As he grows older, Mob realizes that his psychic powers are strengthening and becoming more dangerous. To avoid his power getting out of control, he constantly lives a life under an emotional shackle. Mob wants to live a normal life just like the others, but a barrage of trouble keeps coming after him. With the suppressed emotions growing inside Mob little by little, his power threatens to break through its limits. In the early episodes, you basically deal with Mob's relationship with his mentor, employer, (laughs) slash con artist Huckster. I think his name is Reagan, who basically sells his service as an uh, exorcist and spiritual spiritual consultant. And basically tries to put one over on people till he gets in a jam and then has to call Mob to actually come and do something. Yes. And the 100 refers to the, I believe, like the percentage of his power he's using or like how it's, close he is to exploding or yeah, something like it's, that. Yeah, it's how close he is to exploding. And basically at the end of every episode. Remember how Spawn, Spawn used to count down? Yes. <laughs> that's that's what, the more he used his powers, that's what this is. That's like every time he does something, you'll see a little like boop, 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 boop. I think. But it doesn't actually, it's like not until episode three that you see what happens. Kind of. I don't have time to get to episode three on my <gasps> rewatch, so. Jordan. Oh my God, is that. Is that Jordan. It's Because like, even now I'm watching it, I'm like, man, she ain't going to like this that much. Jordan. Maybe episode three is the, is the part where we really turn it around. Caitlin. Yeah. Talk to me about this show. Okay. So, um, the best thing this show did was at the very beginning of the very first episode, they had this whole like section where you just see mob destroying weird monsters Mm. like just tearing them apart um and he's at like 98 at that point right well it's it's 98 and then it goes to 100 and he just like fucking yeah and then like tetsuo and neo tokyo just fucking goes crazy um and it's amazing and then it just like flicks into like the actual story Mm. so this whole time you're like i know something really cool is gonna happen um i don't like his mentor character i hate characters like that we know that i just (laughs) think it's so annoying um the animation is weird 
it is a weird is. style. And I knew I recognized that like the mob's face. Like I was the like, eyes. Who, yeah, I was like, who is that? Why do I recognize this? It's the, it's the Saitama going, okay. It's the, yes, it is. And it's the one punch man face. Um, his eyes are done the exact same, same way. And the ball chin guy. Or somebody with a balls chin makes a yes. butt chin makes yeah. a makes an appearance. Um, and so that the problem the mentor is like the part I don't like, and he's in a lot of it, <laughs> especially in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, the third episode it's more mob, and you learn about like what the countdown is, and okay, um, you learn about like so he has this emotional barrier. And the countdown is basically like how much that barrier is like broken down. Mm. Um, and there's like a, he has a trigger word basically or and a, mem- a memory. Um, and he just like explodes and goes nuts. And then I saw the, the – and I got to episode three and I was like – you know what? It's just the animation style is just so not my thing. I don't like looking at it. Mm. That's the problem. But the characters are interesting. And they have some characters like, yeah, there's the girl he sort of like has this crush on, but there's some other women characters in it. Um, and his brother seems cool. And his brother, I was very taken with his brother. Yeah. In the first couple. Um, and his mom's a bitch. Um, and I, anyways, you just, you can see sort of the side character sort of building around him. Mm. Um, and the his him using his powers is really cool um and then in the end of the third episode they have clips from the upcoming episodes Mm -hmm. or episode and it looks interesting like what is going to happen is interesting but i don't think it's interesting enough for me to keep on watching oh i'm sorry i'm sorry it's a cool story though and i like the idea like i like that he's in middle school Mm. And they talk about like puberty and and uh, and and the issue with the clubs. And there's a <laughs> really great part in episode two where the uh, psychic club, yes, um, is trying to get him to join. None of who are psychic. None of who are psychic. Um, they really just like being able to just hang out. <laughs> They're like, it's the only time in our lives we're going to just get to hang. Um, just eat snacks and play video games. Yeah. So he uh, he has the the one of the like the president of the student council or whatever is like well what do you want to do what do you like what do you want make sure you make this decision carefully don't be in this stupid club and he's like thinking about it and thinking about it and he's like i know what i want to do i want to be part of your club and then it shifts from it it's there are two clubs compete well not competing but the the uh psychic club wants them and then they're worried that this other club, the body, the improvement, body improvement club, club is going to take over their space because the psychic club doesn't have enough members. And which apparently I know from lots of things now that clubs need five members. Have at least five. Um, so then he, he says, I want to be part of your club. And the body improvement guys, he's like, bowing to them and they're the like the club is like yeah! yeah and then they realize like oh no he means the body the improvement, improvement club. club um which you d- actually don't like you don't see coming mm-hmm. like i just thought he wouldn't want to be part of either club but yeah that was trying to get actually, swole for his lady that actually made me like laugh like i guffawed i was like <laughs> um they're like you want to be part of our club and then you see him like training and 
he's so far behind them and like passes out and yeah um because it's the object of his affection is no longer impressed with him making sheaves float in the air. <laughs> it was so cute. He's <laughs> like, when you make a frog float, it tries to swim. <laughs> to swim. That's so cool. Look at this dog floating. I don't care about that. <laughs> I'm bored now. Um, You're so fast, Akira. So you yeah. Women. Women. Make a frog's float for you. I take that. <laughs> um, yeah. I have less of an issue with the with the mentor character. I find him amusing. Um, <laughs> so when we get rid of this ghost, your face will go back to normal. <laughs> yes. There's nothing wrong, wrong with, with her face. face. Um, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, he's a con man, right? He's a snake oil salesman. He has no, he has no talent Gift. whatsoever. No, that's not true. He's excellent giving massages. Oh, <laughs> Or when they try to go, when there's the, uh, in the second episode, they're like, there's a spirit in like the school, the gymnasium at an all girls school or something. Yes. And they try rolling up on <laughs> dressed in, dressed in a girl's school uniform and he gets, Reagan gets pegged immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a pervert. They're like, get away from that pervert. Get away from that pervert little girl. And mom's <laughs> like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, I do think there's... I feel like around episode eight of this show, I remember people on Twitter losing their minds. Really? About episode eight. Like something happens. There's a somebody's character flips or twists or something. And okay. somebody's revealed to not be who they said they were. And and I just remember people being like, oh my God, they're doing such amazing things. Now, I don't, I don't know that I totally Do trust res- them. I don't know that I totally trust the opinions of the people on Twitter who were saying that. But I mean... Mm. If you're telling me that episode three gets more into Mob's character a little bit, maybe I'll check out episode three. I think and we'll you, should, see, I think you like, should check out episode three. Because as established, I have an open, I have a much more open anime calendar this season yeah. than most. Because My Hero Academia, yeah, whatever. Um, whatever. Whatever. And aside from like checking out a few more episodes of Wodakoi and uh, the second season of FLCL, I'm not really checking out anything else. So maybe I'll get back to Mob Psycho 100. Check that out a little bit. Now, we need to talk about, though, the mm. reason, one of the reasons why the cool, like, fight scenes are so cool. The music is dope. <laughs> the music makes it amazing. There's, like, guitar riffs and shit. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, apparently, as I was getting notes together for this, the music is done by Kenji Kawai, who did the music for uh, Akira well, back in the day. He is doing a fantastic job. <laughs> Caitlin, salutes you, Kawai-san. Um, yeah. Keep laying down those, keep shredding those guitars. Yeah, no, it's like really the music is amazing uh, um, during the fight scenes. Do they do, they do do it in the actual episodes, right? They have that like, <laughs> Jordan knows nothing about art. That style where the animation is like, it's like they took dust or powder or st- like they animated sand type of thing. The end credits are like that as well. Oh, maybe. Um, I don't really remember. I feel like, oh, oh no, it's when the... When in the second episode, when the spirit or like mm-hmm. the nerd spirit was like, I didn't really feel like I was, you know, living. I didn't really feel like I had a place where I was living until I was dead and started haunting this, you know, gym type of thing. Right. As he's speaking after he's been defeated by mob, he's like showing his actual face, but his yeah. actual face has kind of been etched into like this, you know, sand or oh, okay. smudged paint or something. Like right. it's a different animation style. Um, well, they do that for the mo- like the monsters as well. Yes. Yeah. 
um, which is, you know, unique. You don't hmm. see that a ton. So, I mean, they're trying some things, but it does not look pretty. It, it's it, not a pretty show to look at. In the way that they're trying something different and they, and they make you feel uncomfortable because they change the animation style, mm. it reminds me of... Um, Madokes? Yes. Sidebar. Yeah. My boy Scott hits me up on the text the other day. Okay. He's like a Mondo, which is a boutique vinyl reissue label. Yeah. It's got free global shipping right now. <gasps> global. To anywhere. Free shipping. Global. I'm like, well, Mondo does normally like, you know, horror soundtracks and stuff like that. Or like they do video game soundtracks, but not quite the ones I'm into. Like Streets right. of Rage 3, I think they had available on there. And I was like, yeah, nah. fine. Like the Fight Club soundtrack's in there and that looks real. That looks real nice. It looks like an Ikea, um, you know, instruction manual Amazing. on the cover. I appreciate that. But That's I'm flipping great. through and I have no idea why they have the rights to this or why they're offering it. The Madoka Magic soundtrack. What? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh-oh. Oh, and I did have to come to terms with the fact that I will not be getting that Cowboy Bebop set. Cheapest one, the one they're going with, will be $250. Oh, my goodness. That's American. Oh. That's before shipping. Ugh. So we're looking at like three hundred to three hundred fifty to four hundred dollars. Yep. For this thing, mm-hmm. for something I already own. You already have it. With just some vinyl records. Yep. I'm like the Queen's got a record coming out in August. I'm gonna have to import that. So I'm sorry, Bebop. Just gotta pass. I'm even passing on Madoka Magica. <sighs> But what I was going to say to round off our conversation about the thing we're actually supposed to be talking about, <laughs> yeah, um, hate the intro song. Uh, hate it. I didn't. I didn't hate it. Hate it. Mom, mom, mom. Hate it. Caitlin, like Caitlin does not like it so much. <laughs> I just liked it so much. Anyways, that's all. What are you giving this? Um, this thing you were so intrigued by that you wanted to see. Seven and a half. That's much higher than I thought you were going to give it. Well, I, I had fun. thought it was interesting. I'm um, getting a six. Love the concept of the like, and again, like this small child being like this powerful. And I mean, he's doing a similar, I mean, it's obviously from the guy who brought you One Punch Man. Yeah. But he's. It's different. It has some of the same humor and sensibilities of One Punch Man. And the fact that he's, like, super crazy powerful. Yeah. Um, But, like, I and I also love, like, the bits of humor, like, at one point. Oh, and that he, like, every, he shows people his powers, right? Like, it's not this big secret. (laughs) It's like the thing thing of One Punch Man where nobody knows Saitama's, like, as powerful as he is. Yeah. Um, But, like, at one point, he shows them the psychic club. He shows that he has this ability, a telekinetic ability, and brings, like the weights over mm. and he he's like i don't have a good body because i've just used my psychic ability for everything I'm like that doesn't even make any sense and he like brings these weights over and he like holds it while it's like glowing blue and he's using his powers and then as soon as it stops he like like the weight just like drops to the ground and he's just like crippled from it um i like that visual humor mm. like i think that's very funny and that kind of writing um so I, I i liked those bits and pieces um i didn't i didn't 100 percent always hate the manager guy but just most of the time <laughs> um and again loved the action sequences absolutely love them so for all that again seven and a half and i think if you're really into like you know 
anime and that kind of stuff? It's probably a good entry level. Yeah. I mean, One Punch Man is definitely a show that, like... One Punch Man is definitely a show where, like, if you know somebody who's never seen anime yeah. but likes action and, like, dumb humor, <laughs> you can be like, yeah. check out this ridiculous thing that's so over the top. This is in a similar vein, but not as... I would say not as stupid as One Punch Man. And I gotta say, like, kudos to, like, everyone's face being different. <laughs> like, actually, like, no, it's... Not, not always to their benefit, but... No, I, mean. <laughs> I know, but not ever, Not everyone can be a superstar, as we know. Um, but yeah, there's all these different faces, which I think is kind of neat. Well, there you go. You don't see that a lot. You don't. Not in anime. Because everything has to be homogenous, because it's Japan. Moe. Anyways, so yeah, there you go. That's on your crunchy rolls. And other places as well. Just hanging out. Check that out for free. Maybe you'll sit through some ads. Maybe you'll see something else you want to watch. Probably. Like what happened with Caitlin McKinnon. Yep. Anyway, friends, I believe that is going to wrap up this fantastic episode of the Geek Down Pod. If you want to uh, agree with us, tell us we're amazing, disagree with us, tell us we're horrible or the worst or, you know... That why, why are you so mean? Yeah. Or explain what trauma you went through to be so mean. You can do that in any of our socials. Uh, first one being uh, Twitter at GeekdownPod. Our Instagram Twitter. at GeekdownPod. You can just send us a picture of your sad face. Um, <laughs> uh, you can uh, write us a uh, long correspondence about all the trauma you suffered as a child. So much trauma. Uh, GeekdownPod at gmail.com. And finally, the old mall of social media www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod do whatever you want but store policy is that if you anger us in any way we will kick you out because we're old no shoes no shirt being a dick no service actually i don't mind the the no shirt thing or the no shoes you say that but parkdale's first shirtless uh tim horton's patron (laughs) uh emerged in my presence this Actually, week. Actually, I do of mind. I do. Two things. One, put your fucking shirt on when you go into Tim Hortons. Secondly, let's illustrate it for you. Yeah. If this is the counter at Tim Hortons yeah. and you're working the cash, nobody needs to like. <laughs> oh God, no! Be like this. That's in my space. Needs- I'm on Caitlin's mic now. Nobody needs to be like this. It's in my space. Leaning so far over the table, like leaning up on the table. Like let you know, let Tenzin just get do her work and like. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. Be, stay out of her space. Give her her space. See, this is why we need better school <laughs> education about consent in people's personal space. God. Common sense revolution, my ass. Anyway. Anyways. All right. Date night for Caitlin. Gonna let her go out, get out of here and be all romantic and shit and gross. And I'm gonna shoot the residents of Los Santos for my evening. So. Woo. Basically same level. <laughs> It's my idea of romance, so we are going to get out of here. Friends, thank you so much for listening, as you do every week. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we will show to you next week. Bye. Bye. I have a notebook I can give you. No. There's probably <laughs> stuff in it. <laughs> it's been sullied. It's not a pristine notebook. It's got terrible pages. I probably tore all the shit out of it, isn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I
problem. 